Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bichara Supply Chain. Uh, this is uh, Norhadi House and we have a very, very special guest today, Hannah Kane, a president and CEO of LM. It is uh, an award-winning quality-driven global supply chain leader offering services from 19 locations on five continents. All right. Thank you for joining us, Hannah. It's great to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so pleased to be back on the show today. <laughs> okay, absolutely. So today's topic is resilient in supply chains, learning from COVID-19. But before that, can you tell us a bit about your professional background and the story behind the company? Well, I am. Uh, I, I I'm sort of uh, uh, have a story of several continents because I started in Denmark in Europe. Uh, in the town of Hans Christian Andersen, the fairy tale teller. That was where I was born. I immigrated in 1990 to the US uh, and I was on the East Coast for some years. And then in 1994, I came to Silicon Valley and that is where I'm based. Uh, usually I travel a lot, uh, 150 to 200 travel days a year. But this year, of course, has been a very different year. So uh, I have uh, spent most of the year here in Silicon Valley. This is also where we have the headquarters of, uh, of Elon. Uh, and uh, Elon was founded in 1997 by me and a number of supply chain experts. Um, we uh, had a vision that we were going to start a very quality-driven, but also technology-driven company. And in 97, uh, the world uh, looked very differently. I remember talking about uh, my vision of uh, getting products out to all parts of the world within one day, and people would literally laugh at me. And uh, of course, today, that doesn't sound so outlandish. But uh, at the time, it was certainly a, a, a real um, uh, uh, challenge. And so uh, over the time we grew uh, Elam, uh, you know, based on quality technology, uh, very uh, focused on corporate social responsibility and uh, collaboration. And today I also believe collaboration is a very big uh, competitive advantage for anybody in supply chain. And what we do is uh, we uh, are uh, uh, totally uh, vertically uh, integrated, meaning we start with uh, procurement all the way to uh, inducer fulfillment. Yep. We do co like contract manufacturing. And uh, uh, so we take uh, ownership of the products and of the supply chain and uh, essentially execute on it from start to finish. Um, 
we are very active in a number of uh, industries. So, of course, technology with the headquarters in Silicon Valley, you need to have technology yeah. as one mm -hmm. of, of your industries. Uh, we are uh, uh, we have a big segment in automotive with all the big brand names in automotive. Um, we also uh, work uh, quite a bit in uh, utilities and finance and very regulated industries. And finally, we do uh, a lot of business in the medical and pharmaceutical space. And this year, that has been really a very interesting space to be in, as you can imagine. So yeah. I look forward to talking more about that. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, so uh, talking about resilience, uh, Hannah, what, what advice can you offer the business leader? How to make a supply chain uh, be more resilient post-COVID-19? Can you also please uh, share some of your client success story and, and how did you help them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my, my advice is, of course, some of the uh, best practices that uh, the top corporations and we are following. Um, so the first thing you do, you always need to do is look at risk. Look mm. at how can you do risk mitigation up front. Yes. So we all... We all plan and we all know that the plans don't come to fruition uh, because there's always stuff happening. Uh, this year we've learned that more than any other year, I think in our professional lives. And so uh, uh, understanding the risks and then seeing how you want to deal with the risk. And what I like to do is take the big risks and really mitigate them, figuring out other ways to uh, to uh, handle this situation. So this could be multiple suppliers, multiple locations. It could be uh, different strategies for how to uh, eliminate or take the risk down. Mm -hmm. And just looking at the risk, you're thinking about what else could I do such that if something happens, then you're, you're, you're more ready and you've thought through the problem. Yeah. And I think that the people who really had problems this year with their supply chain uh, and with delivering through the supply chain, uh, certainly um, had not planned for and looked at, at supply chain fluctuations. Mm -hmm. But in the bigger scope of things, what happened this year, and I think this is important for your listeners to also uh, understand, the big story about uh, supply chain this year has been a demand shift. So the yeah. demands all of a sudden fluctuated tremendously. Um, and and that's, uh, I think, also a new development. So, of course, it's much, much uh, worse here during the, the pandemic. But in general, I think that uh, we're going to see much more shifts in demand because of social media and herd mentality maybe uh, changing a little bit how consumers yep. react mm. so um so once you have done your risk of course risk assessment of course the other thing is to have systems that create great visibility so the better visibility you have again i look at the supply chains uh, that have been successful, the more visibility they had, the faster they got data in, the, the better uh, they reacted. 
what we what we really want is more than just plain visibility, but just having that transparency has been uh, really important this year. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we have been doing this year is, of course, uh, COVID-19 test kits. A fair amount of the COVID-19 test kits out there come from our facilities. We have five clients in that space. Yeah. Uh, and that has been a real important effort for us to ramp up very fast and meet the test demand. Um, and of course, one of the challenges during the pandemic as we are dealing with physical stuff and people need to be on site to our staff needs to be on site to handle these uh, these kits and getting them uh, assembled and shipped out uh, is to keep everybody safe in that process and uh, as a pandemic has been raging around us that has really been my main focus is to keep everybody safe while being part of the solution to this uh, mm -hmm. crisis, to this worldwide crisis. So uh, it's been a big uh, satisfaction for me uh, in 2020 to be able to, um, to be part of the solution to the COVID crisis. Uh, we also, as part of our medical activities, uh, have other uh, products. We, we assemble and ship other products that are uh, part of the solution to the crisis that includes air purifiers going into hospitals and things like that. Uh, so uh, we've been very focused on uh, seeing what we can do to help those clients really ship on time and yeah. to, uh, and that, that entire mentality has then translated into all our customers such that we essentially have been able to run 100% on-time shipping rate during the pandemic. So I'm very proud of my staff, needless to say, that they accomplished that in spite of all the obstacles uh, here uh, uh, over the last year. Mm -hmm. A wonderful story. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's jump to another question. So how do you see the role of digital technology in the context of creating uh, resilient supply chains? Oh, I mean, uh, uh, absolutely, digital technology is, is, is the key to, to supply chain uh, success. Yeah. And so I'm always looking at you have the physical supply chain, you have the digital supply chain, you have the financial supply chain, the more you can synchronize them and make them go hand in hand, the, the certainly the better. So I was talking about uh, visibility, transparency, uh -huh. being a, a key factor here for, for successful companies making it through the, the pandemic. But the real thing, the, the thing that we are all wanting to get is more prescriptive, uh, prescriptive predictive analysis, such that we know what's coming out in the future. And there are different ways of doing that. It's still in its infancy, but I really see that what's, what's going to, to happen, uh, especially in the consumer space, and in the end, the consumer space is driving a lot of the B2B space also. What, what, what's going to happen is certainly that uh, the sentiment analysis, just seeing what are people posting on social media and so forth, 
what how 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 are people reacting to that yeah. right so so um i think that that's a really important uh, area and of course uh, that also then translates into anything that's related to the demand shift caused by the pandemic um, because what we are seeing now is certain f sectors etc going through the roof and yeah. other sectors uh, essentially going through the floor. So we are seeing um, when when I'm looking at what happened in 2020, I hear people being very successful, companies being very successful, or companies having a really really bad year. Mm -hmm. Awesome. This question still related to the COVID-19. What is your observations in regards to the future supply chains in the next uh, year after? Then another five years from now, 10 years from now, what was your view, yeah. Anna? Mm. Yeah, so in 2021, I think we are still going to be very impacted by mm. uh, COVID-19. And, this, you know, I think uh, the way I see it is um, it will be a while before the vaccine has started wow. to really uh, take, uh, take full effect and especially in third world countries. And uh, in the bigger scope of things, we, this is a worldwide problem. So until we have the worldwide problem solved, uh, we are going to be under severe res restrictions. Uh, and so uh, I hear a lot of people saying they can't wait to be done with 2020. But uh, on the other hand, I, I think 2021 will still have uh, some challenges. Um, so uh, longer term, I think we have learned a lot in, in this uh, past year uh, about the importance of technology and being technology ready. So I think that's going to stick with us. Over the last, uh, uh, I'd say from about year uh, 2005 to year 2015, um, the complexity in supply chain was outrunning technology. Right. So supply chains got more and more complex. Technology couldn't really keep up. The last five years, we've seen a little bit better performance where the technology is catching up more. And what I'm hoping and, and thinking is over the next five to 10 years, the technology tools that are out there, that are, there are lots of exciting technology tools out there. Um, and so I'm thinking uh, the uh, artificial intelligence, maybe even blockchain that I'm, I'm sort of a little bit of a blockchain skeptic, but maybe even blockchain yeah. and certainly a lot of the connectivity tools, they're all going to help us uh, a lot as we are going uh, through the next five to 10 years. So I'm very optimistic with the role that technology is, is is playing in in supply chains and and making things more visible and uh, predictable uh, so and that could be uh, in a number of different ways everything from sustainability to uh, location to compliance and we just saw it here with the COVID vaccine uh, in the u.s there was a uh, uh, two shipments uh, where the vaccine had been shipped, uh, but the temperature had gotten out of, of control, uh, out of the controlled range uh, uh, during shipment. And so um, when that happened, uh, it, 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 the signal went back to the manufacturer 
and they recall that part, those particular particular units and are doing real time troubleshooting. So it's a good example of 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 uh, how technology is helping us to real time um, corrective action right now, which we really need because we re need those vaccines to be turned into vaccinations because vaccines don't save lives, vaccinations do. Yeah. So, um, so I, I'm very optimistic that technology is going to really solve a lot of our key problems. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, so um, before we close today's conversations, uh, do you have any some critics away from today's podcast, Hannah? I think, uh, um, think about risk, think about uh, uh, your supply, strategy as it relates to risk and resilience uh, and uh, be very conscious about which technology solutions you put in place such that you can uh, get visibility now and predictability and visibility into the future uh, um, as, as, as you're developing your systems. And then, uh, of course, uh, one really important thing is work with somebody who's very collaborative. I think, again, the collaborative style where we all work together to solve problems uh, is a very important uh, personality trait. And I believe that the true winners in supply chain are the ones that are very collaborative. Awesome. All right. Okay, so once again, thank you so much for joining us, Anna. Um, see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you. At Vichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Vichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.picharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode. <laughs>